Coming up, 40-point nights from Trey Young and Jalen Brown aren't enough to get their team's wins. This is Locked On Game to Game NBA. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody. You are listening to Locked On Game to Game NBA. Local experts joining us to break down the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The Pistons hadn't won a game in more than a month before finally beating the Pacers last night. Our Locked On Pistons host tells you how Detroit got back in the win column. The Detroit Pistons finally cracked their losing streak that had went beyond the All-Star break in a win against the Indiana Pacers on 3-1-3 day. Host of Lockdown Pistons podcast, Kuka Hill here. The Pistons win this game 117-97. They were once up by 31 points. In this game, you got contributions by just about from just about any player that touched the floor. Amaruri, 10-day guy with 17 points. James Wiseman with 18 and 14. Killian Hayes with 10 and 11. Ronnie Magruder with 18. Jalen Duran, 12 and 11. Corey Joseph, 22 and 5. RJ Hampton, 15 and 6. Just about every player that touched the floor had an impact on this win tonight. But the biggest takeaway by far for me was the Detroit Pistons were forced into going away from the two big men line because of Marvin Bagley's injury. And they started a lineup that actually looked like a competent starting lineup in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023, where you don't start two bigs that can't shoot, can't play defense, and can't rebound. You actually have to start someone who can shoot the ball at the four, and it worked out. Pacers lose to the Pistons in Detroit. I'm Tony East, host of Locked On Pacers, here to tell you about the Pacers. Just kind of not caring as much as they did on Saturday against the same team. That's what Rick Carlisle said. That's the game. The Pacers, the difference in the game, he said, was that the Pistons played with an edge that they had from start to finish, and the Pacers simply did not match it. Pacers beat the same Pistons team on Saturday, had the same guys available they did. In that game, at this time, they played much worse. They were not up to the same level they were two days ago, and the Pistons stomped them by 20 points in Detroit, 117-97. Jordan Wara, a bright spot for the Pacers with 20 points. Andrew Nembard shining at point guard. But the Pacers didn't have an edge, and they were saying after the game, it's hard to beat the same team twice in a row. It's hard to be mentally prepared to do that and play well on consecutive outings like that. We'll break down all this and more on the Locked On Pacers podcast. Trey Young had a 40-point night in Atlanta last night, but the Hawks still found a way to lose by more than 20 to the Timberwolves. Locked On Hawks has all of the details after the blowout. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland, and the Atlanta Hawks fall flat on this Monday evening, losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves by a final score of 136 to 115. And the first half was a calamity for Atlanta. They were down by 24 points at the half at home at full strength on normal rest and uh, one of the worst halves of the season for the Hawks in that first half. Second half was certainly better if you want to find the bright side in this particular moment, but um, really was a total breakdown on offense and defense, ball security, point of attack defense, rim protection, um, all that fun stuff. Everything across the board for the Hawks in that first half was not what they wanted. And with the loss, they fall below 500 again at 34 and 35. Still plenty of time to achieve some reasonable goals down the stretch. But uh, big picture, a pretty rough loss on this Monday. And uh, the Hawks will have much to address in the next three days. as They don't play again until Friday. So stay tuned for all of that. But for more coverage on this game and everything else, check out the Hawks podcast. The Heat used two clutch plays from their best players to beat the Jazz in Miami on Monday night. Locked on Heat has more after Miami closed the door in the final minutes. 
Well, it had been a rough couple of weeks for Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, but when the Miami Heat needed them most, they made the most important shot and stop of Monday night's 119-115 to win over the Utah Jazz. I'm Wes Goldberg from Locked On Heat. With the Heat trailing by one with 55 seconds to go in a back-and-forth fourth quarter, Tyler Hero curled off the screen, faked to his right, pulled the ball back, and lofted a three-pointer to put the Heat up by two. Three possessions later, Ochai Akbaji from the Jazz drove the lane for what appeared to be an open layup when Bam Adebayo closed in from the opposite side of the court, met Agbaji in the air, and blocked his swooping layup attempt to preserve the lead. Adebayo's two free throws with six seconds left sealed the win. It was a must-win game for the Heat, and although they didn't make it easy playing their 50th clutch game of the season, they did end up pulling it out. Jimmy Butler continued his scoring run, putting up 24 points on 14 shots and adding eight rebounds, four steals, and two blocks. Tyler Hero finished with 18 points, and Bam had 16 and 9. The win brings the Heat to three games behind the Knicks for the number six seed in the East with the Grizzlies without Jaw Morant coming into Miami on Wednesday. For more on tonight's win, Bam and Hero stepping up and what the Heat need to do going forward, tune into Locked on Heat on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, the Grizzlies pull away from the Mavericks in the second half. This is Locked on Game to Game NBA. Groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself? You know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, including produce, personal care, and even pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop, and you'll get your cash back. It's that easy. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use code LOCKED. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NBA. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. After a close first half, the Memphis Grizzlies scored the first 11 points out of the break and never looked back against the Mavericks. Locked On Grizzlies and Locked On Mavericks give both sides after things went final in Dallas. The Memphis Grizzlies are streaking as the Dallas Mavericks are sinking. You hate to see it. Oh, I- Maybe others do. I don't. I'm actually very in favor of it. But maybe others are disappointed in how the Mavericks didn't play Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, or Christian Wood. Not me. I'm cool with the Grizzlies racking up wins wherever they can. I'm Joe Mullinax of Lockdown Grizzlies, and Desmond Bain continues to prove that all who said he was merely a spot-up shooter were wrong in the draft process. 23.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Extremely impressive showing from him. And how about David Roddy? Continuing to be Roddy the body, Rowdy Roddy Piper goes out with another strong, efficient performance, scoring the basketball when the Grizzlies needed him to. Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't have it offensively, but continued to be a defensive threat. There's still things that the Grizzlies could do better, better in bringing in Luke Kennard, utilizing his three-point prolific shooting better. But a win's a win, and the Memphis Grizzlies will certainly take it, regardless of who was on the floor against them. Dallas Mavericks fall to the Memphis Grizzlies without Luka Doncic, without Kyrie Irving, but we get to see the young guys kind of ball out. Nick Hank said from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here, and the Dallas Mavericks go down in a game. Again, no Luka Doncic, no Kyrie Irving, no Christian Wood, no John Moran on the Grizzlies side, but you got the start of Jaden Hardy again. Jaden Hardy finished with over 25 points in this game. He went off at times, 16 points in the first quarter. You just got to see him score on all kinds of different levels, and it was really 
really good to see him get out there and have uh, some extended playing time. First of all, he's been getting a bunch of DNP CDs recently, but also get out there and show what he can do on that stage. And then also Josh Green. There was times in this game when Josh Green was just the only thing that was going right for the Mavericks. In the second half, the Mavs were awful, but Josh Green finishes the game with 23 points, seven assists. He was really passing the ball really well in this game, was the engine of the offense at times, driving, kicking, hitting guys that were cutting, things like that. We really saw some good stuff from Josh Green. And so now the Dallas Mavericks fall under 500, and we'll see what happens if Luka and Kyrie can come back and practice tomorrow. Jalen Brown scored 43 points on Monday, but he missed the final shot that the Celtics needed to tie things up with the Rockets in Houston. Locked on Celtics recaps the effort that fell just short in Boston. Celtics played with their food, and then they choked on it. I'm John Corrales of the Locked On Celtics podcast. Boston goes into Houston, the 15-win Rockets, and now they're the 16-win Rockets because the Celtics didn't do the things that they were supposed to do, like rebound, like protect the ball, like get back on defense or defend without fouling. Houston made all the hustle plays. Celtics started out well enough. They came out to a 6-0 lead, and the Houston Rockets airballed three of their first five shots. And I think the Celtics probably felt like, oh, we got this easy the way we're going. And they just started giving up offensive rebounds. And at that point, it felt like the Rockets started to get their confidence. In the third quarter, the Celtics came out with the wrong kind of energy, trying to do it all themselves. And then after a frantic comeback in the fourth, just not enough. The Rockets did just enough to win the game. The Celtics, when they were attacking, they were great. When they weren't, they weren't. Jason Tatum's last-second layup lips out. But the Celtics didn't deserve to win that game. And actually, I'm pretty happy that they didn't go into overtime. I'd like to say this is a lesson learned, but I don't know if the Celtics are learning any lessons at this point. This is just a, a good team messing around too much with a bad team and paying the price. But it's a deep price because the Celtics are now closer to third than they are to first. The Warriors won their eighth straight game in Golden State by beating the Suns on Monday night. Lockdown Warriors goes over that win. A smoking first half from Clay Thompson was all the difference as the Golden State Warriors are now back in the fifth seed in the Western Conference. I'm Cyrus Sotsis with your Locked On Warriors Locked On Now recap of the Golden State Warriors staving off a season sweep from the Phoenix Suns, defeating them at Chase Center, the friendly confines of Chase Center, 123-112, thanks in large part to Clay Thompson's Richter first half where he scored 33 points and made eight three-pointers. He finished the game with a game-high 38 points on 8 of 14 shooting from three and just a well-rounded performance from the Golden State Warriors. It was a game where they did not have their two-way players because the roster was down to 14, but that also opened the door for Moses Moody to contribute great minutes, Jermichael Green to contribute great minutes, and all-around fantastic performance as the Warriors now embark on a five-game road trip. The Bucks have been a consistent contender ever since Giannis started dominating the league a few years ago. They went to Sacramento last night to face a Kings team contending for its first playoff appearance since 2006. Our Locked On Bucks host tells you everything you need to know. The Bucks beat the Kings in a game that was as wild as we expected it would be. Huge individual performances and even a fight. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. 133-124 was your final. Giannis returned to the lineup and all he did was put up 46 points in this game on 19 for 28 shooting from the field, 2 for 2 from 3 and 6 for 7 
from the free throw line. But if you're a Bucs fan, there are a couple of things you love. Firstly, Chris Middleton, 34 minutes. He put up 31 points on 15 shots, nine assists, and zero turnovers. The ramp-up process takes another step, and that is critical for the Bucs title chances. And then you love Brooke Lopez, Trey Lyles at the end. Uh, for some reason, attempting to steal with the clock running out, then shoving Giannis. Brook Lopez was having none of it. He got in his face, protected Giannis, showed him that he is willing to stand up for him, and the Bucks need that. This is a team that has great vibes in the locker room, and that will only help that. He got ejected, but it didn't matter. Another big win for the Bucks. Check out the Locked On Bucks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On NBA and, of course, your team's Locked On podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Game to Game.